Drive Time Devotions is a Saddleback Church podcast. We want to invite you to one of our weekend services. Visit us online at saddleback.com for locations and service times in your area. Please visit us this weekend. Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to the beginning of our study in the book of 1 Timothy, an incredible book about how God can motivate you and I to live out the Christian life as a daily part of our everyday lives. He, uh, God, through Jesus Christ, wants to give to me the power and the strength to live the life that he's put into me on a daily basis. And 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy that we're going to study next really focus on how do I find that power? How do I live that out? Now, today, as we begin, the first couple of verses in 1 Timothy sort of set the stage for us. For some of you, this is brand new to you. And even as I say 1 Timothy, one of your questions is, who is, who is Timothy? Well, we're going to answer that right now. Listen to how this incredible book begins. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. So there you have it in those first couple of verses. You have Paul writing to Timothy. Who are these people? Well, Paul is the apostle, the early apostle, who wrote many of the books of the New Testament, many of the letters that we read, the apostle that we read about in the book of Acts, and know that by the grace of God, he was saved. He was on a road to a place called Damascus when Jesus appeared to him on that road. He was blinded. He didn't know. He was confused about what was happening, but clearly Jesus spoke to him, and this man who had been a persecutor of the church who was trying to chase people out of the church, his life turned around completely, and he began to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Not only a follower, but one of the greatest leaders that the world has ever known, one of the greatest leaders of the early church. The apostle Paul says in the beginning of this book to Timothy that he is an apostle, a follower of Christ by the command of God. Paul is a man, was a man who lived his life under authority. He was a man who lived his life under orders. And as a part of following that command, that calling of God in his life, he had gone out on several missionary journeys. And one of those journeys, as an apostle, he went to a place called Lystra, and he met a young man by the name of Timothy. Now, Lystra Lystra was a place where Paul was almost killed for his faith. They threw huge rocks at him there to try to kill him because he was telling the good news of Jesus' love for people, and they didn't want to hear it. So there was some bad news for Paul and Lystra, but there was also some good news. He was able to begin a church there, and he met a man by the name of Timothy there. You can read about him in Acts chapter 16, verses 1 to 3. This place called Lystra, present-day Turkey, is where Timothy had grown up. He lived all his life. He'd learned about faith in God from his family. We're going to find that out later as we walk through this book. But then he learns about Jesus Christ from Paul, and he begins a relationship with Jesus Christ through the ministry of the apostle Paul. And out of that conversion of Timothy, there's also a new commission in Timothy's life. He begins to join Paul in his missionary journeys. That's why Paul calls him here, my true child in the faith. The idea of child there, it's an intimate word for child. There's a deep relationship between these two men. Who is Timothy? Well, we learn in 2 Timothy 1.5 that his mother and grandmother, Eunice and Lois, taught him scriptures from his childhood. In fact, the name Timothy means honoring God or, or dear to God. That is the characteristic of his life. And by the way, whether your name is Timothy or your name is Paul or your name is Linda, you are a person who is made to honor God. You are a person who is dear to God. Timothy's name just happens to express what's true of all of us. 
And Timothy comes to know God, and then he comes to know Paul, and then he comes to follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ as he serves God in ministry with Paul. And by the time 1 Timothy is written, many years have passed. It's not the days of Timothy's conversion in which this book is written. It's not even the days of them doing missionary work together. When 1 Timothy was written, Paul was in prison, and Timothy was a pastor. He was a pastor in Ephesus, a church that Paul had invested three years of his life in building. You can read about it in the book of Acts. So the book of 1 Timothy, because because Timothy had become one of Paul's best friends in ministry, one of those men who stuck with him when no one else would stick with him, they had developed this great friendship. They had a lot of differences. There were differences in age. One was older, Paul, and one younger. Definite differences in temperament. As we read through this book, we're going to find out that Timothy was a man who was often timid. Paul was obviously, as you read his story, a man who was often bold. These two men became great friends. And in that friendship, because of their friendship, because of where Timothy is now pastoring, in 1 Timothy, Paul is, in essence, writing to the person in whom he'd invested the most in ministry regarding the leadership of the church in which he'd invested the most in ministry. That's the importance of this book. And it's a book that's all about where do you find the motivation for living a life of faith? Timothy struggled sometimes with motivation. Motivation to say the right thing. Motivation to live out the right thing. Motivation to believe the right thing. And these are words about motivation to live the life of Christ. If you take a quick look at the book of 1 Timothy, you can really break it down into three parts. Chapter 1 is personal encouragement. That can motivate you to live a life of faith. Chapter 1, the very last couple of verses through chapter 5, is all about practical instruction. And that can be motivating in living life of faith. And then beginning in the very end of chapter 5 through chapter 6, it's about powerful direction, direction to live the life of faith. Let me go back over that again. Personal encouragement in chapter 1, most of it. The two key words in that encouragement to Timothy from Paul in chapter 1 are the words stay and the words serve. He tells him, we're going to see this week as we go through this chapter, I want you to stay where you are and I want you to serve where you are. And sometimes every one of us, we need someone in our lives who gives us that encouragement. It's tough sometimes. You feel beaten down by life sometimes. You feel like no one is listening sometimes. You feel like your faith is not making a difference sometimes. And you need someone in your life who looks you in the eye and says, stay and serve because God's making a difference through your life. That's chapter one. Chapter two through chapter five are all about the church, and they're about practical instruction. In chapter 1, verse 18, Paul writes, Timothy, my son, I give you instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. Instruction can be motivating because it it clarifies what you're supposed to do and it clarifies what you're not supposed to do. And the instructions that Paul walks through for Timothy in these chapters are how to lead the church, how to evaluate leaders, how to watch out for false teachers and how to respect people. Chapter 2 is about how to lead the church. Chapter 3 is about how to evaluate leaders. Chapter 4 is about how to watch out for false teaching. And chapter 5 is about how to respect people. Those are practical instructions we all need if we're going to live the life of faith. Simple things to do. Practical instruction about those things. And then in chapter 6, the last part of verse 5, chapter 5 through chapter 6, it's about powerful direction. Chapter 5, verse 21, Paul writes, I charge you, Timothy, keep these instructions. It's the powerful direction of a a charge, like the bugle call of head this direction, not just the instruction of what you should do, but now get going, get doing it. 
He gives powerful direction to Timothy. He gives powerful direction to, to those at the bottom of society, to slaves. He gives powerful direction about false teachers, what to do. He gives powerful direction to the rich, those at the top of society. To all of them, he says, in the sight of God, I charge you to keep these commandments. Sometimes we need somebody in our life who loves us enough to say charge. Not just how are you doing. Not just I love you or be encouraged, but who you have a close enough relationship with, they can look you in the eye and they can say charge, get going. Now, the book of 1 Timothy begins in chapter 2 with a prayer of Paul. To Timothy, my true son in the faith, we read a few minutes ago, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. It's an interesting prayer in that it's the same, but just a little bit different from the beginning of most of Paul's letters. Most of Paul's letters begin with him praying for grace and peace. Here he prays for grace, mercy, and peace, because he's going to talk a lot about mercy in this first chapter. He's going to focus on how the mercy of God changes us. You want to be motivated to live the life of faith, the life of Christ. You want to be motivated to live the kind of life that God has for you. It begins with those three words, grace, mercy, and peace. And as we begin our study together, 1 Timothy, we're going to talk a lot about these words in the next few weeks. I want to pray for those three things in my life and in your life. Let's pray together. Lord, that's simply what we ask for. We ask for grace, we ask for mercy, we ask for peace. And we ask, we ask humbly, knowing that we receive all of these as gifts. We don't earn them or deserve them, they are given. They are given Jesus Christ by your hand, by the hand of your death and your resurrection, by the hand of the life that you want to give to us. So Lord, I pray today that you'd help me, help us to walk through this day aware of your grace that you're with us each moment, aware of your mercy, your forgiveness, your patience with us, aware of the peace that you want to put into our hearts through your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that instead of living life by our resources, by my resources, you'd help me to live life by your resources, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Join us tomorrow as we continue through chapter one. We're going to talk about the power of faith, hope, and love.